0: contemporary, traditional, does it really matter? This is the Worship Team Training Podcast with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, what's up, everybody? What's going on? Good morning to you. How are you today? Brandon Dempsey. Great to see you, everybody on this fantastic Tuesday. And hey, man, we got a double show for you. Hope that you guys are having a great day here on this week. It is. Let's see what day is it today? It is the 23rd of January. What's up? All of our good friends here on Facebook Live and also Periscope, and also listening back to the audio play ca- uh, <laughs> audio playback, and uh, also on uh, that's on iTunes, and also Spreaker and iHeartRadio. Hey, thanks so much, guys, for coming in. We got two shows to do for you today. We're going to do them back to back because we were out during the uh, the sixteenth of January, which is about two weeks ago. Uh, those of us, if you live in Texas, uh, you have experienced the icecation. That's what I call it. Now, I know like a lot of you guys up in the north, you had the uh, snow apocalypse or whatever that you want to call it. So uh, good friends coming on. What's up, MZ? And uh, all great friends coming on Periscope Facebook Live. Thanks so much. You guys are sweet. Uh, So we got all we got snowed and iced in and we wanted to make this show up. So we thought, hey, why not? Do this today, right? Glad you guys came in. If you would, go ahead and swipe and invite, let everybody know what is happening here on Facebook Live and Periscope. Let all your friends know what's going on. And we're so glad that you're here to join us. We got a fantastic week this week. Uh, before I get into that, I'd like to introduce myself because some of you guys may be new and we uh, would like for you guys to just say hello. If you wouldn't mind, just do a shout out and just let us know your name and the city or country of where you're from. If you do the those two things that would be fantastic and then also share this out with your friends be sure to follow Worship Team Training, and hit the uh, the follow button right there, so thanks for that. Who am I? My name is Brandon Dempsey, and I am a follower of Jesus. I also happen to be the CEO and founder of worshipteamtraining.com, in which what we do, we come to you at your church to give you a Friday and Saturday workshop for your church only, for your worship team. We do both private and public. What's up, Ian from UK? Just saying shout-outs to guys. Danielle, Long Island. All right, Long Island. Islander in New York. Great to see you. Thanks so much for coming in. Who else is with us today? Uh, just go ahead and shout out, and I'll I'll, uh, I'll shout out your name, too, so thanks for that. Chris Barnett, what's up? From uh, Running Springs, CA. Gosh, I mean, the great people of California New York are here and everywhere else around the country. Thanks so much for coming in. So we do these workshops that include you and your worship team to work with you guys together for a handcraft. Is Long Island really long? I don't know. Uh, but we do like a hand Crafted workshop does just for your worship team, and that would be working with um, one me, one of our other staff members, working with your vocal section, your band, uh, your worship leader, your your pastoral staff. And we conduct that all on a Friday and Saturday. If you want to know more, go to worshipteantraining.com slash workshops. We also do mentoring. So if you're a worship leader or singer team member and you need that extra nudge in your journey, uh, hey, check us out. We have a 10-week program that walks with you every week. Once a week, you meet with me or another staff member, whatever. And uh, you can find that at worshipteantraining.com slash mentoring. And last up is our university program for everybody is on the go. I mean, you know, you're looking Looking around at the crowd, wherever that you walk, somebody has a phone. I mean, you know, it's like you're glued to the screen and yet you won't answer your phone if somebody calls you. Right. <laughs> so uh, you can check out wttu.co full fledged mobile site device site just for you members. And uh, you can uh, check out all the on demand programs of our articles, 700 of them videos, webinars and downloads ebooks and more. So just check it out wttu.co. It's right there for you. Let's get with it today. We're talking about everlasting songs. Now, I'd like to hear from you. As we always do, we open this up on the line. So uh, let us know what questions do you have. If you uh, are in a worship team, you're leading one. Maybe you're a pastor. We have a lot of pastors that watch these shows too. So watch your mouth. Uh, you can just let us know your questions about your team. We're talking today about everlasting songs. What does it mean to sing the songs of your church rather than just singing songs? in your church. So you want to follow that? Uh, Ian says, uh, I'm a dancer and the Lord gives me loads of songs, but can't play an instrument. Hey, you know what? You're dancing to the Lord. That is your instrument. So praise God for that, Ian. Thanks so much. So guys, we ask that you chime in, let us know what's up. If you also want to call, and this is the first time that we're doing this. If you want to call a live call, uh, there is a, the phone number is on the screen on a Facebook Live, and you can go ahead and hit us up right now. Just call in your question. We'll take it live. So it's kind of a fun new thing that we're doing. You can check that out. And if you're watching the playback, uh, probably you, we may miss your call. So I would call now if you can. Or you can text it, too. If you want to text your questions? Let's get right with it. As a worship leader, let me just ask you guys, you know, do you run into people who are still debating whether if hymns are better or contemporary worship songs, or it could be uh, the contemporized hymns versus the old hymns. You know. So what's your problem? What, what's, what's the thing that bugs you, or maybe the things that delight you in your church? I mean, because all of us sing different songs, we all come from different backgrounds, we all have different styles in our church as well. So this program today is not really addressing style as it is substance. So let me just ask you the question. Before you lead worship, when you're planning worship, what do you have in mind in terms of, are you picturing maybe the way your band would play the song? Only normal. The way that maybe you would lead the song? Only normal. Or maybe are you thinking about the way people would engage in the presence of God? Because I know for me, when I'm planning worship, it's so easy to get trapped into the, well, I got to, you know, get this in the key of D, an A, and, you know, you, you get through all these songs and everything, and you're thinking, man, I got to get this right, and that's great, but here's the thing. It's, it's like, you know, this is an old quote John Maxwell said, if no one's following, then you're just walking alone. I think right, you're, taking a, you're just taking a walk is what he said. I believe it's the same thing for worship leading. If we're just kind of trapped up in our own little worship leading world, and that's all that we are thinking at that time when we're leading, and we really – the thought can be – because I've asked worship leaders this too. I've had I've had younger worship leaders ask me, hey, how do you lead effectively? and you know, And I've asked them, and their answer was, well, I just hope that people just follow, or I just hope that people catch on. Here's the deal, guys people already are catching on. They're just waiting for you to lead. I mean, it's not this, you know, are they going to sing or not kind of thing? Um, I hope that the songs just fill their mouths and open but singing. I mean, look, number one, you need to get that expectation out of your mind and you you need to meet the church where they are. You need to meet the hearts of where they live. Uh, This morning, I spent time saying shout-outs to all of my friends on Instagram. Um, hang on. I'm going to pause it real quick because Ian says this. Both he's, uh, Ian says, both bugs me sometimes, especially when meeting in homes, but you have to be more rigid. Yeah, uh, I get that. So uh, choosing songs, doing songs in the church, uh, big deal. What do you have to say about it? Uh, I ask you the question. Shout it out. Let me know. So as we are talking about you know, the younger worship leader – uh, my response to them again was just, "Hey, people are. You know, you got to. You have to annihilate that expectation, and you have to begin the way. You have to begin seeing the worship service in the way that God sees it, not in the way that man sees it, or maybe in the way that you want to see it. Um, here's what I love coming from Psalms, and this is my favorite." Uh, chapter of the Psalms 89, it says in verse one, I will sing of the Lord's great love forever. Okay. Now notice what it says. I will sing of the Lord's great love forever. It doesn't say I will sing hymn number 547 forever, or it doesn't say I will sing um, uh, our God and King forever and ever. You know, it says, I will sing of the Lord's great love forever. It doesn't even mention what song. It just says, David says, I will sing, period. So, I mean, when's the last time that when you led worship or when you planned worship, you just had the the prayer and thought. Thanks for the hearts, you guys, on Periscope. Give those up also on Facebook Live. Um, have in your mind, you know, I will sing, and then picture yourself and the moment of the congregation, and where are they? It's it's not a, this is better than that, better. Um, I mean, look, in our church, we're a multicultural church. We do everything from pop to Latin to high-energy urban gospel. Uh, we'll do old hymns. We may even break out and just do like a, an old country acoustic bluegrass type Sunday, And that's because it's reflective of the people. It's, um, I think, important that when you gear your services, you have your people in mind of their background and where they come from. In our church, I would say it's, what, 30% Ghanese and Nigerian, and then like another 30% 30 is Hispanic. And the rest is Caucasian. So, you know, we have to do music in a way that uh, it, it just lives with people. You know, I mean, that's what it's about. So uh, I haven't done uh, Israel Houghton and, uh, and, and Espanol yet. So that's a new one. OK, that's for another day. Anyway, the whole idea is that it's not about picking... The songs – oh, man, as I'm thinking about it, it's not about picking the songs that appease people, okay? So I'm putting up – I love Worship Leader um, Problems. Shout out to this dude on Instagram. If you're not following him while you're missing out, he's awesome. Um, And I know who you are, by the way. I'm just not going to say your name. Anyway, he's got really cool memes up there, and one of them has uh, Neo, right? from um, the matrix and he's holding up his hand with all the bullets coming out. And the, the caption is uh, this is what worship leaders feel like when taking song requests. And I love it. Uh, you can, uh, you can find that out on worship leader probs on Instagram and I'm going to put it up on our newsletter. And by the way, you want to sign up for our newsletter. Uh, just go to worship And there is a newsletter link that you'll find um, at the bottom of the website. And anyway, you'll get all of our updates every week. And you can find that also on the splash page, too. When you just go to com, it'll come right up. Put your email. It's really easy. Um, but getting back to this point about leading worship and everlasting songs, I don't think that there's one song better than the other. I mean, we had, uh, which was so awesome, we had Tom Croyder on last week. And Tom was talking about, Isaac Watts, who wrote over 600 hymns, Fanny Crosby, uh, who was a little bit more of a contemporary, uh, wrote around 8,000 hymns. Uh, George Matheson wrote hundreds and you have Charles Wesley, of course, uh, wrote nearly 9,000 hymns, you know? I mean, and you think, wow, well, where are all these songs? I mean, it's kind of like today, you know? Um, it would be awesome if you saw Chris Tomlin, at Redman, uh, You know, Elevation Church, they write 9,000 songs. I mean, that would just be awesome. Uh, you got to meet with culture. Absolutely. We should be breaking out of that. Or are we uh, to create a culture? Ask Ian on Periscope. I don't think it's really about creating a culture because here's the deal. Uh, This is what I've learned is that you cannot – you can create – you can nurture – here it is. You can nurture a culture, but you can't impose one. You can nurture a culture, but you cannot impose one. I've seen a lot of worship leaders that try to bring in elevation worship into their church because it's not really who people are. That's why. You got to look at their backgrounds. You need to find out who the people are. Um, I mean, the churches that I've led in the past, they were ready for Elevation Worship and all the other groups. Uh, but if you're in a country church somewhere and maybe that church is a 100 years old and the newest song that they've ever sung was dated from 1995. Well, if you go in singing Jesus Culture, they're probably – I mean it may be cool. They may like it, but it doesn't mean that they're easily going to gravitate it. To it, So culture, I find, is extremely important when planning and singing worship because, again, uh, you're, you're trying to capture the people, right? Brandy, what's up? She says you can nurture a culture, but you cannot impose one. Yes, I agree 100%. Thanks so much for that, Brandy. Um, yeah, and then Ian says to me halfway, what's elevated worship to the viewers? Uh, Elevation Worship is a group out of – on the East Coast uh, in the Carolinas, uh, great songs. Um, Open up to heavens. Uh, was one of their one of my favorite songs that they do. I hope I'm not. I hope I'm getting everything right there. Um, but elevation worship is just a church. Out there in the Carolinas uh, My good friend Dan Spitz is out there playing guitar And Bethel, absolutely Bethel is uh, Redding, California So those of you who know Bethel So I'm throwing out some of these names I'm not sure, if not, not everybody knows them That's okay, but most people do uh, But these are just bands, these are just styles The whole idea is You know, you gotta find the niche of your church And how do you do that, Brandon? Because people ask me all the time Well, how do you know what songs to pick? How do you know what songs to do? You know, here's what I do. I just get to know the people. That's it. I don't believe that there's any magic bullet to say, well, you got to you know, do this here, ABC. I really believe it's all about getting to know your people, asking them, where are you from? You know, like, where did you grow up? Um, I was surprised one day to find out that we had somebody from Scotland. And, you know, didn't sing contemporary music at all. It was like, wow, all they knew were just the old hymns. And then I meet some of our Hispanic brothers and sisters that live right here in the neighborhood. And I mean, man, they know like everything, you know. So it's getting to know them, but it's also understanding what are their prayers. Um, the people that I speak with, I ask them all the time, you know, tell me, um, <laughs> Randy, you're funny, Uh Yes, I agree with you about your statement right there at the very bottom about emulate. Absolutely. Um, I think what she's saying is uh, there are too many of us in the church, we try to emulate our own version of another church or another sound. I believe that God has called you to be you. And again, going back to the point, how do you pick songs? How do you know your people? It's spending time with them. It's it's learning about who they are. It's learning that, man, have they gone through cancer? Um, are they, have they survived it? Are they still fighting it? Uh, those that maybe are struggling in the relationships with, you know, their family. And yeah, um, you know, I think by doing ministry in a church, it's really about knowing your people and and not about making a brand. Absolutely. I I think that we've kind of come away from what the true meaning of gathering of God's people is. And and all we're interested now is just getting people into the doors. Um, I'm writing a book on that, so I hope that you guys will pay attention um, in the next year. Um, it will be released, and I don't want to tell you the title yet, but it's uh, it's a story that's really close to my heart. Uh, Chris Barrett, thanks so much, man. He says, I think that that really defines the difference between a worship pastor and just a worship leader. I love that. Um, you know, there are a lot of worship leaders that do care for their people, uh, but a pastor— is much different because absolutely, Chris, thank you, man. It's all about loving your people. It really is. It's all about loving your people. If you can't love your people, then how can you love leading worship, right? I mean, like I've been doing, you know, I know like, can I give a scripture? And you ask what it looks like to you. Yes, please. Give me a scripture Ian. do that. Um, I mean, we pick like here, I'll just show you some of the songs that, you know, Well, I'm not going to show you, but in our repertoire, we do like All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name. And, you know, and we'll do it like kind of an upbeat pattern, you know. Um, So it's like, uh, All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. You know, and we'll put it in an upbeat tempo like that um there's also like what i mentioned before open up the heavens you know and you have this and see and open up the heavens we want to see you open up the floodgates a mighty river and we just go on i mean there's also i know this is i mean a lot of guys do the song you know good good father but i'll tell you honestly like when we do that song uh we don't do good good father a lot just because people love it so and i i know that sounds probably a little backwards sorry uh but so many people love that song um we'll probably do it we'll probably do that song like once a month or once every you know around that era uh that that timeline but people love it i mean it's it's because we have a congregation whose family has been hurting. Um, they've lost their fathers. They have lost children. Um, I know very close and deep to my heart two uh, families that are close to our church. They have lost their children. Um, one right now that I'm thinking of that's about to lose her child. And... I I think it is important to know the heart of God and people and what they need and what they're doing. Um, We are the building of the tabernacle, absolutely. Um, I believe that when we sing songs like Good, Good Father, I can't tell you the number of stories of how many people will just say thank you for doing that song. Thank you for being uh, in the moment. You know, when's the last time that somebody has thanked you for the words of that song? Not for how you let it, not because it sounded good, but because it was real, because it was authentic. And I've said this last week that you are really singing prayers. That's just it. I mean, when you're singing songs, you're singing prayers and Here's something that I'd like for you guys to to take home with. God is not interested in the style of your music. God is interested in the worship through your music. Because here's the reality. Worship is neither traditional nor contemporary. Contemporary. This is something that I share at every workshop that I do across the country. This is something that I share deeply with all those that are in our university program and those that go through our mentoring program. Two things. Number one, worship is neither traditional nor contemporary. And number two, worship does not depend on you. It depends on the Holy Spirit. And I believe the more and more that we look into Scripture, as, as I showed you here, as we match Scripture with the prayers of the church And then to our instruments and what God has called us to do, you will find a triad, a powerful triad of making an an amazing uh, prayer through music that's unquenchable. And my heart goes out to those that I know personally that are struggling and um, fighting uh, death that I was told – they have six months to two years to live, and that really shook me. Really shook me because you then begin to prioritize what's more important in life. It's not about your worship set. It's not about how your stage looks, or um, what technology monitoring that you have. It's really about the people who are there. I mean, what? How would you lead worship? How would it change the way that you see worship if you were told that you had six months to live? Honestly, I would probably take a day to be speechless. Reality is is that you never know who's in your church when you're leading worship. And you never know the many hearts that God has placed upon your soul To preach, sing, and evangelize his word. Because you have no idea how much healing that God can use and work through you in the connection of other people. That, my friends, is what leading worship is. And giving worship back to God, honestly. So, uh, just letting you guys know as we uh, finish up here, I want to tell you some awesome things that are happening later this week. Actually in the next 10 minutes, uh, we're doing show number two on a different topic. Believe it or not. That's right. Today is a marathon day. It's called next level Sunday. How to take your Sunday up to the next level. We're going to begin that in about 10 minutes. So hang on. And if you're listening to the playback audio, be sure to click on the episode for January 23rd. Okay. And, uh, you want to check out the new devotional it's called speak to my heart jesus i just got through writing that uh well actually uh publishing it we put it out already on bible.com it's been there for a year but we've now made that to an ebook the link is at the bottom if you're looking at uh Uh, facebook live right now also tomorrow at 12 p.m chris denning is going to be with us to talk about planning center online and how to effectively plan our services and organize them in a way uh, that makes sense and that's beautiful and that's easy all by the great people over at planning center online so check that out also this thursday we got mark cole coming in to talk about more music and how to uh take uh, eight steps to change and to elevate what happens on Sunday. So anyway, guys, uh, love you so much. Thanks so much for coming in. And uh, we will see you back in uh, close to just roughly over five minutes from now. So see you soon. Thanks so much. Bye. This has been a Worship Team training broadcast and digital production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com. For those of you who are still listening to the end of this podcast because you're expecting to find something, well, you just found it. Guess what? If you email me right now, I have two special things to give you. If you email me at Brannon at w-t-t-u dot co, that's B R A N O N. WTTU.CO I will give you one free mentoring session just because you listened all the way through. And that's not all. The second gift I can give you is 50% off into our membership university. You'll get the full Transform membership half off if you go to WTTU.CO slash join. That's J-O-I-N WTTU.CO slash J O i n get it today thanks for listening to the very very end we hope that you enjoy it check out the free mentoring session and wttu.co join for your half off membership love you and thank you so much for your attention